Shut it down. Shut it all down. All this. Shut it down. Gotta go. <laughs> no. You were gonna chill down to my level. Welcome to Things I Got Wrong, your general trivia podcast with a healthy dose of internet and media things. I'm Ryan Bott. I'm Rachel Miller. Because it's our big, awesome Halloween episode. And in the general uh, awesomeness of Halloween, we actually had Stu uh, forever lost to the graveyard. Uh, He has passed away for a whole week, Uh, but he'll be (laughs) back next week. But... In his absence, we have a uh, wonderful guest. He is uh, my BFF in the whole world. He's Melon Hawk on Twitch. It's uh, Nathan Drake. Hey, hey! And okay, Oops. so since we're doing fun nicknames, can I be Spoopy? Because I've seen that everywhere on Twitter, and so <laughs> <laughs> it's new. It's everywhere. It's the new hotness. Yeah, it's. I don't know anything really, about it. Instead of spooky, it's spoopy. All right. Well, that explains this episode pretty well. <laughs> this episode will be mucho spoopy. Mucho spoopy. <laughs> well, what's, uh, yeah, Halloween plans? Anything fun? Nathan, uh, you are probably the most horror movie, horror video game person I know. What's uh, October yeah. been like? Oh, October's been good because I, d- I didn't go scary this year, though. I wore a... <laughs> I went spoopy and got a Mr. Meeseeks outfit that I wore <laughs> to my Halloween party. And I just screamed at the top of my lungs the whole night. <laughs> and it was a fleece, basically a fleece onesie that had no way for me to get my hands out. So I just had mittens the whole night. <laughs> and I'm sweating. And it was a great time, but you gotta square your ho- shoulders, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, just square them up, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, it it was great, but uh, I think I'm handing out candy at a house where an infant is, so I don't think Meeseeks is gonna work mm. because that same house has a cat. And one year I dressed like a full size cat and freaked their cat out for like <laughs> weeks afterwards. <laughs> um, Most and so. <laughs> yeah, because I, I didn't like do the like whiskers on my face. It was like a cat mask with these terrifying eyes. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I'm probably just going to go with like a real cheap wolf costume this year. Because that won't real scare lazy. a cat. Oh, no, it's, it's like it's just a hood and some gloves. It's clip on tail. <laughs> super, super lazy Halloween. <laughs> I have seen the new Halloween movie. I thought it was very good. It was... Yeah, it was... Go go watch it. Um, yeah. I'd go more in depth, but it was good. There was a lot of similarities by the, with the first one. It was very interesting, uh, at least shot. So it's... it's... Is it more of a true sequel or is it more of like a coming back to the ages, like how Scream sort of did and the new nightmare? No, it, I mean, it's a true sequel. So they throw out everything from two, uh, like after the first one, they throw all that out. So Buster Rhymes isn't in this one, you know what I'm saying? So they get rid of all that and then they just have it like 40 years later from the first one. 
here we go. Jamie Lee Curtis has some serious uh, PTSD. Michael's been in jail for a long time. And then they kind of go from there. Nice. Wow. Sounds awesome. Probably won't see it because I watched Casper. Me and Rachel watched Casper. That's about as Halloween as we've gotten so far. (laughs) Okay. You watch it again and it's creepy, but not like in a normal horror story. Sorry. Like he's like, he tries to be her pillow and he watches (laughs) her. It's weird. No, no, he's her age. Mm, He's supposed to be uh, 13. Yeah, 10 to 12, 13. Okay. He's a couple years younger. Yeah. I think I think they had the age gap part of the Hillary Duff movie that they made. Do you remember that one that was oh, just I don't on Disney? I remember that. Oh, yeah. They made like a Hillary Duff one. Yeah. It was not good. Yeah, I wouldn't assume. <laughs> well, awesome. Fun time of year. Uh, this is our very sixth ever episode of the podcast, <laughs> and we have four rounds of awesome questions uh, each one has a different theme and style which we'll explain as we get there but uh this week they all have a pretty similar style uh as you could probably guess uh, <laughs> <laughs> perfect yeah sixth ever episode uh yep different questions and uh today we have three awesome guests all vying for uh all the trick-or-treat candy in the world uh, so when you guys are ready, we will start with general trivia. So general trivia, question one, Robert Zimmerman is the real name of whom? Uh, not Rob Zombie. That's a good guess though. That was yeah, <laughs> very good. Uh, and I should probably explain earlier, but just kind of call out your name or say pick me or whatever before you go. Uh, any other guesses? I, I have no idea. All right. <laughs> Let me give you... Okay, so uh, Robert Zimmerman is the real name of what iconic musician? <laughs> oh, um... um <laughs> I'm going to take a guess out there because I All know right. he has a nickname. Okay. Is it Bono? Uh, it's not Bono. Bono. See, this is why... Uh, let me try one more time. Uh, Robert Zimmerman is the real name of what iconic musician who also recently won a, uh, Nobel Prize? Oh, um, 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 oh, it was, um, for literature, right? Uh, it was for literature. It, um, it was not, it wasn't Bob Dylan, was it? Is that your answer? I know who it is, it, and I have an image in my mind. It was, I'll get. It was Bob Dylan. Okay. I give you one point for that. Yep. <laughs> Robert Zimmerman. <laughs> I I am now looking up Rob Zombie's real name. <laughs> Rob Zombie's name is Robert Bartla Bartley. Bartlett. Bartlett Cummins. Yeah, there you go. Hmm. All right, one point to Rachel. Uh, For lack of confidence. Yeah, no kidding. Not your lack of confidence part, Rachel. <laughs> but the no rambling kidding. guess. <laughs> All right, question number two. 
What Shakespeare work has the iconic phrase to be or not to be? Pick me. Uh, Rachel. Hamlet. That would be Hamlet. Nice job. Uh, Question number three. The theory that the simplest explanation is most likely correct is known as what? Occam's Razor. Nice job. Dang, good job. Question number four. Art Fleming was the original host of what daytime game show before being taken over by its current longtime host in 1984? Nathan. Nathan. Jeopardy. It was Jeopardy. Nice. Taken over in 1984. Yeah. Uh, Question number five. This one may be a toughie, but we'll see. Uh, In the Bible... Who ordered the execution of John the Baptist and was a sub-king of Galilee under the Roman Empire? Nathan. Nathan. Was it Saul? Uh, not Saul. Oh. Uh, this story takes place in the book of Matthew. I took okay. note of that. Uh but yeah, if this might be a hard one. If if you don't know it, it may be hard to reason your way into it. I have a guess. I might be too late in the time period, but I might as well try. Okay. Is it Mark Anthony? Uh, not Mark Anthony. Uh, it was Herod. Oh, I thought he was earlier. The, but you're uh, probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> the King of Galilee, uh, which is kind of a weird story. Essentially, a king in his throne... And fr- like king friends came over for dinner and their daughter danced for him, which, uh, you know, assume whatever all of that entails uh, and captivated his his eyes to the extent that he said he would give her anything. And she wanted John the Baptist's head. So he said, oh, everyone at the dinner table heard you say it. Uh, I guess it has to be done. Uh, go do it, soldiers. <laughs> I got to find some kind of king that I can say, hey, just give me my law degree. Just give it. (laughs) Hand hand it over. over. And it did. (laughs) You know you're sincere. (laughs) Question number six, the last question of the round. Uh, What 1995 movie had its screenplay written in part by Joss Whedon and one of the Coen brothers and credits actors like Tim Allen and Don Rickles? Nineteen ninety-five movie. Uh, screenplay written, not directed, but screenplay written in part by Joss Whedon and uh, Joel Cohen, one of the Cohen brothers, and credits actors like Tim Allen and Don Rickles. Uh, anyone else first? Nope, not me. Nope. All right, nope. go ahead. Uh, it is Toy Story. What? Interesting. Screenplay was, yeah, had a host of, you know, screenwriters attached to it. Some pretty interesting names, I thought, so. All right. That's the end of the first round. Uh, Second round is our uh, Halloween round. Very exciting and spooky. Spoopy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like, slow it down by half. 
metal. <laughs> just to make it creepy. Uh, we'll see where we get by the end of this round. All right, question number one. Who wrote the 1897 book Dracula? Nathan. Bram Stoker. Question number two. Candy corn, which originally had no association with Halloween, was created in the 1880s by what name? Yeah, what was what was the original name? Uh, yeah, not the company, but what was the original name that it went by uh, that later got turned into candy corn as they associated it with Halloween? <laughs> about happiness for those who us who have an insane sweet tooth? Uh, both wrong, surprisingly. <laughs> they just called it candy. That's all I had. <laughs> um, yeah, it would pull from uh, it's a very farm animal name if there's a hint in there at all. Horse treats. <laughs> um, it was originally called Chicken Feed. That was actually its name because it's resemblance to pellets and then uh. No, just chicken feed. And then as it uh, became associated with Halloween, they took the colors and everything and uh, turned it into candy corn. So they had this great name called chicken feed, and then they're <laughs> like, we're going to rebrand this to why candy corn. Like, who knew? Can't imagine why someone would do that. Elephant peanuts were such a great hit at the time. <laughs> uh, probably more circus peanuts, you're right. The speciesists, they call it elephant peanut. <laughs> All right, question number three. Halloween is on October 31st because it is the last day of the year according to which world calendar where Halloween originally derived in? Is it... Can I take a guess? Yeah, Rachel. I think they're the same calendar. Nobody out there who listens to this podcast fault me for not getting this right. I think it's the Roman or the Julian calendar. Uh, no. Okay. Well, I was wrong anyway, so. <laughs> Nathan. Nathan. The pagan calendar. Uh, not the pagan calendar. Although I am going to do a little... I am going to do a little bit of back research, but uh, definitely plays more into the original roots of uh, Halloween and uh, Samhain. Uh, it's the Celtic calendar. Mm. I would give like Nathan half a point there for that. All right. One Cause... point to Nathan. Yeah, I can take it from Rachel. <laughs> I think, I think, well, I think Samhain was a was a pagan holiday. Yeah, it wasn't I, a pagan ho harvest holiday. You know, I did a fair amount of research, and a lot of stuff pulls it to uh, Irish folklore and a lot of things like that. Um, you know, we'll do some research on it. <laughs> Question number four: Double, double, toil and trouble from the Song of the Witches is an iconic piece of Shakespeare's Macbeth. Uh, this name later became the title of a 1993 movie featuring what troublesome duo? Nathan. 
Uh, I think Nathan got there first. Mary Kate and Ashley Olson. <laughs> it's Mary Kate and Ashley Olson. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't sure if that one was gonna throw anyone for a loop or not, but it was a fun question to write in. That that was. <laughs> All right, question number five. What was the iconic name for the quote-unquote real Dracula who is named for his preferred execution methods and was later the namesake for the fictional vampire Dracula? Mm, uh, I should know this. Vlad the Impaler. Nice job. All right, question number six. Which horror movie villain has the most on-screen murders across all of their respective movies? Nathan. Nathan. Jason. Is Jason Voorhees, certainly with uh, over 160 murders across 12 <laughs> movies, uh, followed by Mike Myers, which I believe was around 100 or so. Yeah, I think uh, there's a scene in Freddy versus Jason where Jason ends up just like happen happening on like a party happening in a cornfield. And he's just oh. going through like 20 to 30 people. So it's, yeah. I mean, I think I remember that. I think I did see that one. Yeah. Although, uh, side question, uh, or side thing. Um, Jason never killed anyone in the first movie. Or did he? Hmm. <laughs> No, it was, right? Am I, I'm not wrong there. It was all Jason's mom, no, it right? Was, yeah, it was yeah. his mom, yeah. But he, the girl has that vision of him grabbing her off the boat. Mm. He like jumps out from, but she's in like a mental hospital by that point. Right. I mean, if uh, you've been through any of these horror movies, you probably should be. <laughs> <laughs> agreed. All right. Agreed. Question number seven is a closest two, so you guys will all uh, give me your number, and then closest two uh, gets the two points. According to the often quoted findings of the study at Peru, or sorry, at Purdue University by the engineering staff, how many licks does it actually take to get to the center of a tootsie pop? Uh, important side note: unassisted by machinery. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't remember that now. Uh, okay. Numbers, uh, Nathan? 236. Rachel? 396. All right. Uh, Nathan is closest. It is 252. Uh, but then originally, so this was the story is that, um, they originally used machinery uh, called a licking machine that was modeled after the human tongue, and that <laughs> took 364. And then the students then set up a study uh, with humans, and the number came down to 252. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank goodness that's what it corrects to. <laughs> Well, there you go. All right. Question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to watch that video. <laughs> uh, I will. Send me the link and I'll drop it. 
All right, question number eight is a round robin. So we are going to go, um, we're going to go in a line uh, from whoever wants to start. So they'll say the first one and then each person keeps going. Uh, you'll get one point for as many as you can answer. Uh, question number eight, in the Graveyard Smash song, the Monster Mash, how many unique creatures, human or otherwise, can you name from the song? basically until everyone's kind of tapped out. You guys are going to be so ashamed of me. All right, Vampire 1. Uh, Nathan? Werewolf. Uh, werewolf. Wolfman. Yeah, I'll give you Wolfman. Uh, Rachel? Oh, sorry. I was gonna let... Zombie? Uh, zombie is a group. Yep, that's one of the okay. groups listed. Hey, good guess. Uh, let me, uh, I, I'll give you, I'll give you, uh, uh, let's see, I'll give you Frankenstein. So the one listed is Igor on chains, but it doesn't directly, so I, I'm trying to think if that is actually Frankenstein or not. <laughs> uh, I, I'll give you one. All right, Nathan. Uh, Monster from the Black Lagoon. Uh, not Monster from the Black Lagoon. No. Uh, Rachel. So uh, any anyone from the Monster Mash song, human or otherwise. So uh, you guys are about to hear my shame. Um, in the fact that I've never listened to the song fully through. <laughs> um. Yeah. So my zombies one was a full out guess. And are there ghosts mentioned? Um, there are not ghosts. Uh, ghouls. ghouls are mentioned. See, I was hoping mark. somebody else would strike out before it came back to me. That's pretty good. That was a lot of them covered. So uh, I went through the entire song and there are 10 individually named monsters or people and then there are three references uh one to vampires ghouls and zombies which you guys all got but the other ones are um bobby pickett who's the writer because uh we have monster from the slab which i do think is frankenstein so i kind of gave that yeah yeah uh wolfman dracula dracula's son uh igor on chains which i do think is different but like i said i think you got frankenstein yeah uh, the Bang Hounds, the Coffin Bangers, and the Crypt Kicker 5, which is the backing band. So, well done. That's the end of round number two. All right, round three is going to be uh, Halloween movies. Uh, not the brand, not Mike Myers, but just Halloween and horror movies uh, before and after. Uh, where I mash up two titles uh, in the last word or syllable of the first one uh, matches with the first word or syllable of the second one, and you give me the... Yes, exactly. So if I said, yeah, what West Philadelphia uh, star uh, searches for a, you know, an apartment rental in a new city, you would say the Fresh Prince of Airbnb. All right, and uh, each question will be worth two points. Uh, buzz in if you have it. Uh, each question also has a uh, 
much longer, more detailed version. So if we need it, and that will be worth one point if we get to that point. Okay, question number one. A group of students venture into the forest to film a documentary and compete each week for the chance to break into the fashion industry. Mm. Yes, the Blair Witch Project <laughs> Runway. Nice. Nice job. Question number two. While the gang prepares for Halloween festivities, the one who believes writes his yearly letter to this iconic Texas propane salesman. Can you repeat it? Yeah. While the gang prepares for Halloween festivities, the one who believes writes his yearly letter to this iconic Texas propane salesman. I have part of it. Okay. I can't get yeah. it together. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think the first part is the Charlie Brown and the Great Pumpkin, or whatever that one is, because he writes the letter to the Great Pumpkin every year. Ye yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, I will. I'll. You guys all got it. I think it's fair to give a point each because everyone knows it. Uh, yeah, that was the only one. I'm glad you guys ha were able to figure that out because technically it's uh, the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown or something along those lines. Yeah. But the play on the word, yeah, it's the, pump the Great Pumpkin of the Hill. <laughs> All right, so one point to each of you. Good play. Yay. Points. Questions. Question number three. When a father takes his family up to Estes Park, things become violent as Nazi-occupied France continues to gain power. These start out uh, a little more generic as I can, and then we can go into more detail as needed, but... I have the first one. I have the first father, movie. When a father takes his family up to Estes Park... Things become violent as Nazi-occupied France continues to gain power. Uh, both movies. If somebody has the second movie, I have the first. We can work together. We're not doing teamwork <laughs> on every one of these. <laughs> Alright, I'll go into the... Uh, the more elaborate one. When a father takes his family up to Estes Park, they're closed in for the winter, but the family's son can use his supernatural powers to thwart Nazi leaders with the help of a vengeful theater owner as things become more violent and Nazi-occupied, oh, as Nazi-occupied um, France continues to gain power. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. Oh, it's, um... I know you know it too, and he just... It's, um... I'm gonna take a guess. Alright, go ahead. The Shining Glorious Bastards? Yes. The Shining Glorious Bastards. And I love Inglorious nice. Bastards. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I was struggling there. Yeah. A little, yeah, a little tough on the syllable play a little bit, but. Oh. 
Yeah. All right. Question number four. When a shy man practices his wedding vows in the wrong place, the wrong woman assumes they're married. A murderous doll ready for a crazy murder spree. I got it. Uh, Rachel. The Corpse Bride of Chucky. Nice. The Corpse Bride of Chucky. Don't call it a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> I... I I will actually also put it out there that I just know the titles because I wish I I could get through a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. I I genuinely thought the Corpse Bride was going to be a real sticking point, <laughs> but that was good. All right, number five. Nearly bankrupting himself, this man sees opportunity in experimental surgeries to save an abducted kid and learn the secrets of these human test facilities. Yes, Doctor Stranger Things. Wow. wow. Nice job. Very nice. Very nice. That one was a fun one to write. All right, question number six, final question of the round. A boy and his uncles have their home invaded while a rich gentleman finds love from suitors that aren't quite in his league. A boy and his uncles have their home invaded, while a rich gentleman finds love from suitors that aren't in his league. I got the first one. I I know this. Can we teamwork it out? Do you have the second one? Okay. (laughs) I'm only going to teamwork it out with someone who has the second one, because I have the first one. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. A young, friendly boy finds a new crush, but his unruly, ghastly uncles only want to cause trouble as they have their new home invaded, while a rich gentleman moves into a small town near a family of five daughters and finds love from one down home girl who stands out from the suitors that aren't in his league. Can't get that second one. All right. I know the first one too. I don't. Can you read that long one one more time? Yeah. A young, friendly boy finds a new crush, but his unruly, ghastly uncles only want to cause trouble as they have their home invaded. While a rich gentleman moves into a small town near a family of five daughters finds love from one down-home girl who stands out from suitors that aren't in his league. Uh, I will say that I haven't seen the second one. That's not helpful. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pulling the best I can. But maybe a mm. slight stretch on the word as well. Everyone knows the first one, but it is uh, Cast Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, Oh, wow. Oh, oh, wow. So, aren't games you know, fun, everyone? If, if that one would have talked about Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies, I totally would have had that. I, I thought about pulling that one in. Just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. Cast Pride and Prejudice. Wait. Can... Yes? I think the... the gr- he, he's out of the girls' league, not the other way around in Pride and Prejudice. 
Mm. Yeah. The summary descriptions I read that he was the rich gentleman and he moved into the small town. No, he's from the small town. He's a lord of the small town and they're poor. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, like I said, I hadn't <laughs> seen it. <laughs> <laughs> was that really what stopped you from missing the question? That was yeah, it. I, I would have had it. I thought he was like some poor guy that went in and all these crazy rich ladies. Yes, it is what stopped me. <laughs> all right. That's the end of the third round. Uh, and the fourth round uh, is a, another round on Halloween costumes and garb and trick-or-treating and all the fun stuff related to what happens on October 31st. Scoop. What is this? Scoop. Spoopy? Spoopy. I keep... I keep having the, the family guy bit. The shapoopy. Shapoopy. <laughs> part in my head. All right. Final round of the game. Uh, round number four. Question one. What is the more iconic name for Hungarian trickster Eric Wise, who died of a ruptured appendix on October 31st, 26th? Yes, Harry Houdini. Pellin Danner, uh, Pellin Teller, uh, the amazing Randy, uh, all of these very, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, question number two. What 2018 global phenomenon leads Google Trends as the top uh, costume search result in 43 states? Nathan. What 20 uh you have it nathan fortnite yeah uh, it is fortnite yeah what global phenomenon leads google trends and top costumes so fortnite costumes lead 43 states in total results wow Ooh. yeah who would have thought that was such a big game <laughs> I think it's baby shark is what you meant to say. Lost it in the translation there, my bad. All right, question number three. Uh, it is thought that the spirit of a loved one is watching over you if you see what on Halloween? Uh, not black cat. Those were uh, tied to um, witches, I believe. Well, Ryan, I think you've got to rethink your answer. <laughs> uh, what is thought to be the spirit of a loved one uh, that is watching over you if you see what on Halloween? Nathan. Nathan. A shooting star. Uh, not a shooting star. I was going to go with their ghost, but that seemed too literal. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel quickly scrabbles out ghost. I, I, I see a ghost. I think it's my loved one. Uh, it is a spider. Of course. See a of course it is. Spider on Halloween. Oh, yeah. I'm it's sorry, Charlotte's Mr. Spider Spyrick. <laughs> hey, don't, don't ask me. I didn't come up with it. I believe it was <laughs> the Irish and the pagans. <laughs> the Irish pagans. Yeah, uh, and th now, there's a lot more to that. <laughs> and now we have candy. 
All right, question number four. Uh, this is a closest two, so everyone's going to have a number that they give out. Uh, according to the annual spending survey, how much money in billions do consumers spend on Halloween candy? And how much will they spend in, or how much did they spend uh, in 2017? Uh, yeah. Nathan. $8 billion. Rachel. Let's go all out. $15 billion. All right. Uh, that was, that will go to Nathan. In 2017, yeah. they spent $9 billion on candy. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Well, Close to my annual spending budget. I'm. Mean. <laughs> 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 I know. Fair deal. All right. Question number five. What three S candies, I'll say that again, uh, S in quotations, what three S candies are all in the top 10 most popular Halloween candies? Uh, if you get Nathan, two of them, I'll give you one point. Uh, Nathan. Snickers, Skittles. Oh, last one. It's coming to me. It's about to... Oh, I only got two. <laughs> All right. I, I have a third. Uh, go ahead. Sweethearts? Not sweethearts. Okay, well. <laughs> Actually, there was a whole list on 10 worst candies, and it was like sweethearts, double bubble, uh, a bunch of crap. Yeah. Uh, so one point to Nathan. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Just take a guess. Uh, not Sour Patch Kids, but I do believe those are in the top 25 on the list I was looking at. Uh, Tell me top... it is not Swedish Fish. No, it's not Swedish okay. Fish. Okay. Oh, I hate those. You guys, you guys are all circling over the obvious. It is uh, in that order. Skittles, number one. Uh, Snickers, number two. And then I believe number seven or eight was Starburst. Oh. Yeah. Oh. What do you mean you don't think of them as candy? They're a healthy <laughs> snack. <laughs> they taste like fruit. They're basically fruit. All right. Question number six. The last question of the game. What Halloween costume has consistently been in the top five best-selling costumes each year since its release in the early 1960s? Uh, Rachel? Rachel. Can I say a cat? Uh, it's not a cat. I will say it's a, um, I will refrain this a little bit as a top five. Um, this is a franchise type. This is an, like an iconic franchise thing, not just a generic oh, okay. costume. Yeah. So we'll reset that. But, so you guys can so all buzz Rachel? in again if you'd like. Rachel. Superman? Not Superman. Not Batman. Nathan? Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Not Dracula. Uh, it is, it is Spider-Man. Who's been in oh, the top wow. five ever since the early 1960s. And there's actually a really cool story. I don't remember his name, but it's 
basically one guy. Peter Parker. Yeah, Peter Parker. Ever heard of him? <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, in the early, <laughs> in the early, I think twenties or thirties, or maybe a little bit later than that. I saw the growth in like consumer uh, costumes and stuff like that. And so just would buy up a bunch of licenses and would just buy up and saw the, not only the growth uh, or not the only the potential for costumes in general for kids and families, but franchise costumes. Um, so Marvel ended up being the first major one uh, leading with Spider-Man. And actually one of the first costumes that was big and commercial was actually a spider costume. Um, and supposedly once they got wind that Marvel was releasing a new superhero named Spider-Man, they actually worked with them to franchise that and get the license for it. And for like... Hmm. But for a long time, um, was really the only person doing anything like that. So it had a lot of licenses eventually for Superman, if I remember correctly, um, and just a bunch of other stuff. Eventually that paved into Star Wars and E.T. and a lot of these really terrible, iconic costumes that you saw in the like, 70s and 80s. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, and... They said even even to this year, uh, Spider Man is still a best selling costume every year. So, hmm. all right, <laughs> that's like the voice that says, "I don't think your question's important." relative. What I would make sure to do is go up to that kid and say, are you my dead uncle? And that is the end of the game. Oh my yeah. If I would have known what Starburst were, it would have gone into the <laughs> Ultra Lightning double round presented by Twix, man. That would have been good stuff. You guys should have brushed up on your Transylvanian twist and known a little bit yeah. more from the Monster Mash. Well, that was awesome. Thank you guys so much again. Uh, that was a blast. That was our big Halloween episode. So really awesome. Uh, Nathan, thanks again for filling in. Uh, if people want of to course. watch you, because I know you're doing a lot of stuff online, uh, where can they go? Um, so I do Twitch every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 8 p.m. Central to midnight. So that is twitch.tv slash melonhawk. And then uh, you can find me on Twitter at... Um, at Melonhawk Plays and then Instagram at Melonhawk. So nice. that is where I am. Nice. Well, thanks again. Uh, thanks again, everyone. Until next time, we will see you later. Bye. Spoopy.